Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Friday, January 20th. Coming up, a Missouri reform school accused of abusing its students is finally closing today. We'll hear from a reporter who's been covering the case. But first, some headlines. Kansas City will pay more than $1.3 million to the families of people killed in a 2021 firetruck crash in Westport. KCUR's Madeline Fox has more. The families of three people killed when a speeding Kansas City firetruck crashed will each get nearly half a million dollars in a settlement reached this week. The firefighter driving the truck, Dominic Biscari, was speeding when he ran a red light and hit a car, killing two of the victims. The crash pushed the vehicles into a pedestrian who was also killed and then into a building. Biscari's personal insurance will pay each of the families another $80,000. A lawsuit brought against the city by Biscari, the victims' families, the owners of the damaged building, and a pedestrian who was also injured is pending. Religious leaders are challenging Missouri's abortion ban. The National Women's Law Center and Americans United for Separation of Church and State filed a lawsuit yesterday against Missouri in St. Louis Circuit Court on behalf of 13 religious leaders. The state was the first to implement a ban after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last summer. Plaintiffs claim the ban violates the state constitution, which separates religious and state matters. Representative Barbara Pfeiffer of St. Louis County is a retired Methodist minister. This law disenfranchises people from the fundamental tenets of democracy. It denies our civil rights. It puts our lives at risk. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey says he plans to vigorously defend the ban in court. The Kansas City Council has adopted a resolution recognizing a problematic rise in anti-Semitism. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV reports that comes less than a week after vandals spray-painted racist graffiti inside a Blue Valley High School football stadium. The resolution is not legally binding and adopts an official definition of anti-Semitism provided by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. Sixth District Councilwoman Andrea Boo says the definition is essential to begin tackling the problem. To provide an educational tool that we can use in the community, law enforcement, and educators to be cognizant of actions and identify that as anti-Semitism. The Anti-Defamation League reported 2,717 anti-Semitic incidents in 2021. It's the highest number recorded since counting began in 1979. We'll be back after this. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. The Agape Boarding School in Stockton, Missouri, is closing today. 
For years, former students have alleged they experienced physical, mental, and sexual abuse at the Christian Reform School for Boys. Numerous lawsuits and government inquiries have failed to shut down the school, but Agape announced last week that it's closing its doors due to financial reasons. Clara Bates is a reporter at the Missouri Independent who's been following the story. She joined me over Zoom to tell me what the closure means for the victims and whether the alleged abusers could face consequences. So what have students said about their experiences at the school? Yeah, since around 2020, they've been pretty outspoken about staff allegedly engaging in particularly physical abuse. Um, Students say that staff would um, place them in physical restraints, sometimes allegedly for upwards of an hour. So um, as a form of punishment, they say that staff would push on their pressure points, sometimes several at a time would... Um, kind of push on various parts of their neck, hold them down by their arms and legs. Um, Some other students in dozens of lawsuits allege that they were deprived of food as a form of punishment, um, punched, things like that. And uh, on the psychological side, that their communication with their parents was really limited. So um, one former student, Robert Buckland, in his lawsuit against the school received documentation from the school that from years ago that they had kind of not sent letters to his parents where he was complaining about how he felt like he wanted to die, I think were the words that he used while he was attending the school. So um, the allegations kind of range, but those are some of the common ones that come up again and again. Why has it taken so long to shut Agape down? Um, Students have been asking that for a while. So their advocacy really began in 2020, most publicly. But and then in 2021, the Missouri State Legislature passed a law that enacted some regulations on these um, faith based unlicensed boarding schools. So but there still is a loophole if they're faith based. So they don't have all of the same regulations as licensed residential facilities. But um, anyway, when that law passed in 2021, it was kind of a a victory for a lot of the advocates I've heard. And then um, months elapsed. And I think what looked most promising for a lot of them was in September of last year, the attorney general and the social services department in Missouri um, filed for an injunction to close the school. But there were several court delays and it was just kind of tied up in court um, for months and actually was still tied up in court at the time when Agape announced last week they would be closing due to financial reasons. So um, ultimately, it wasn't even Missouri that, that officially shut them down. Um, they said that it was voluntary and and financially based because they weren't getting new students and um, a lot of the students had left. So it wasn't sustainable anymore, is at least what they said at Agape. I think the social services department needed to get some of the evidence even after the law was passed that gave them a little more leeway to and kind of carved out their obligations to possibly shut down these schools. Even after that was passed in 2021, they still needed to amass the evidence against Agape. That might have been part of the reason that they've said it it took them until September to file for injunction. But after that, um, there were just several court-based challenges. Several judges were either recused themselves or, for various reasons, were taken off the case. So there were just a lot of complications from September until now with that case as well. 
So Missouri says the prosecutor in Cedar County, where the school is located, has hampered efforts to make criminal charges against the school. Why is that? In late 2021, Ty Gaither, the um, criminal prosecutor in Cedar County, recommended only a fraction of the charges that the attorney general had recommended. Um, And so that was, as you mentioned, another source of concern and and outrage from some former students who felt that uh, justice was being hindered. And um, I think since then, Ty Gaither has said he doesn't think that in Missouri law, what he had read about at Agape um, was, should be classified as abuse or would be classified as abuse under Missouri statute. So um, that's at least what he said in months since, that he's kind of denied any claims of corruption and said that he just doesn't read the law that way. As um, Like I mentioned before, those kind of tactics like using restraints allegedly as a form of punishment, um, just that Gaither didn't think that that was abuse under Missouri law. I know that earlier you mentioned the school didn't have many students left and they were running out of money. How many students are left and do we know what will happen to them? As of last month, there were 25, but it was dwindling pretty quickly. I think in early 2021, they'd had over 100 students and at some points I think they'd had even more than that. So definitely in in the double digits as of December, although I don't have a more recent count, In the press release that we received last week from Agape's lawyer, he said they're focused on getting the boys who remain in the program safely transitioned to their parents or foster care group homes or residential programs. So um, from there, I think it'll largely be up to the parents who originally placed their boys there. What about the people who run the school? Do we know if they'll face any consequences? Yeah, there are kind of several avenues where people have been fighting against the school. As I mentioned, there are lawsuits. So a lot of those are still ongoing against the school and its leadership. There also was a push from the social services department in Missouri to put several staff or former staff on a state-based registry, which would ban them from working with children in most cases. So um, we'll still have to see where that goes for some of them because uh, several, including the longtime director, Brian Clemenson, fought to not be placed on that registry, even though the Missouri Department of Social Services made findings of child abuse or neglect uh, against him. I think in his case, it was both child abuse and neglect. Uh, Both Brian Clemenson, the longtime director, and his attorney were kind of arguing that Working with children was his chosen profession and his passion and something that he really wanted to continue doing. That was before the school announced it would shut down. But I know some students have been wondering if he'll try to open another school or um, in some other way continue to work with children, which he has been doing for decades. So has Agape said anything about why they allegedly treated these students this way? They've denied these allegations and have really contested them at every level, including in the lawsuits. But I think to the degree that they've acknowledged there was ever any kind of force, I think that they have framed it as just trying to work with these so-called troubled teens and trying to kind of exert some structure in, in what could be a difficult situation. At least that's sort of how Clemenson framed it. Um, when he most recently testified was that they were really trying to help these teen boys who 
perhaps um, he would frame it as they were being violent towards staff, things like that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely important to note that they've generally denied these allegations and denied that there was certainly anything criminal going on. So I know there's been a lot of advocacy around the school over the past couple of years. How have advocates responded to the announcement that the school will close? A lot of the advocates and former students I've heard from are really ecstatic about this news, and some of them have been fighting for it for over two years. And there have been kind of a lot of false starts for for some of them, like when the attorney general filed to close the school in September, but that didn't happen. Um, So I think a lot of them are relieved and excited. And some of them do feel that their advocacy on social media, online, was a big part of the reason that so few students stayed at at the school. And I think they hadn't really received any new students for quite a long time in the last few months. Um, And so for some advocates, that was a victory in and of itself, I think, to um, kind of be a part of helping to lessen the school's power in their own right, even as there were challenges on the state side procedurally and getting it shut down. That was Missouri Independent reporter Clara Bates. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Clara's reporting on the Agape Boarding School, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more headlines from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.